Greetings and salutations all, and welcome once again to the Trash Fire of Talk podcast with your host, Skits M. Jones. I am said host, Skits M. Jones, and uh, we've got a very special episode for you today uh, doing the, the WrestleMania preview, predictions, what have you. Uh, we're going to talk about WrestleMania, and to do that, uh, first time on the Trash Fire of Talk podcast, I have brought in uh, a special guest to talk about wrestling, my partner, Kayla. Hello. Now, Kayla, uh, I think, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, it would be fair to say that uh, while you can appreciate wrestling, and you've certainly watched enough wrestling with me, you are not, uh, let's say, an avid fan of the product of WWE. Yeah, I think that's accurate to say, where I can appreciate the athleticism, but I have no idea what's going on in any of the stories. Outstanding. Well, that's great, because... What we're going to be doing is we are going to be looking at the match graphics for each match happening at WrestleMania and getting your predictions based purely on the graphic. Are you sure? <laughs> yes, that is exactly what we are going to be doing. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll give my predictions based on storyline and et cetera, et cetera as well. But I, I just think it would be fun to... Uh, get get your your predictions based on really no context. Okay. Because why not? Uh, so first off, we're gonna do a little bit of the kickoff show, and it. Uh, I want to give a shout out to uh, TJR Wrestling uh, at TJRWrestling.net um, for their review of uh, of the show. They're not plugging me, plugging them or anything. It's just a website I like that does reviews and whatnot, and they have all the match graphics available, so that's just where I went to get them. Uh, so thank you, TGR Wrestling. And uh, John Canton, who runs that thing. I think we're Facebook friends or something. Whatever. Anyway, uh, Hot Messel Mania, yes. Uh, all right, so first up, uh, Cruiserweight Championship, and it is a matchup between Buddy Murphy and Tony Nese. Don't look at the review itself. Look at the, the that's them, the one with the belt. <laughs> that's Buddy Murphy with the lovely uh, purple 205 Live belt. And his uh, opponent there, Tony Nese, with the uh, eight-pack abs. That's basically his, his deal. Okay. So first impressions, what do you think? Well, okay, so wait, this one's Buddy and this one's Tony. Yes. Okay, so Buddy looks smug. I'm like, I want to punch him in the face. And Tony looks like he'd be my friend. And, like, he's not cocky yet. So I think since he's still kind of humble looking, he might win because this other guy would get cocky and think he's the shit and then just fuck up. Well, that is very apt. And credit to both uh, of the of the competitors in this match and the graphics department at WWE. Um, because that's, that's fairly, a fairly accurate read. Buddy Murphy has been the champion for quite some time now and absolutely killing it. And, uh, Tony Nese, all right, full disclosure, I'm not the most familiar with the goings on on 205 Live right now, uh, because I've been boycotting the network because of their bullshit blood money dealings with, uh, Saudi Arabia and all that kind of nonsense. So I don't watch 205 Live as often as I'd like to, but I always enjoyed Tony Nese uh, going from, like, the Cruiserweight Classic and on. Uh, hell, of a, hell of a performer. Uh, I don't know if he gets the belt. Um, they might just keep it on Buddy Murphy forever until they cancel 205 Live because WWE has no idea what they're doing with mm -hmm. half of their product and their performers. Mm -hmm. um, so you say Tony Nice? Yeah. Because uh, I he, want him to win. Because he looks <laughs> he looks nicer, and Buddy Murphy is a smug prick, and uh, uh, I'm gonna give it to Buddy Murphy because uh, why not? You're wrong. I might be. <laughs> I might be. All right. Up next, uh, the WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal. The the much uh, ballyhooed Battle Royal. There were so many issues when it was originally named the Fabulous Moolah Battle Royal and whatever, whatever. That's history. Let's talk about the present. The present 
WrestleMania, Women's Battle Royal, um, one of, I think, three women's matches on an 1,100 match card. Uh, just looking at the graphic, who, uh, who do you like out of, uh, out of that image? Well, I mean, I already know, I know who Asuka is, so I'm kind of biased towards her just because I like her whole style and how she wrestles. But if I had to go purely on the picture, um, who's that one that looks crazy? Ah, Nikki Cross. Yeah, yeah, she could win. Okay, giving it to Nikki Cross. When you say crazy looking, Nikki Cross is the epitome of that. Uh, she's one of my favorites. I'm, I've been a fan since NXT, uh, the pairing with Sanity. Um, definitely a, a, a reasonable candidate. Uh, was crushing it on NXT for a while there. And she'd be too, those two would be too concerned with like their hair. Pointing, just... pointing out uh, Liv Morgan with the pink hair and uh, Lana with the kind of teal looking hair. It's a good look for her. Yeah, I don't know why, but women with cotton candy hair, or just really anyone with cotton candy looking hair, I feel like they're soft. <laughs> but you were giving it up for Asuka earlier. Yeah, but she's not cotton candy. That's so it's a darker It's a darker, darker like shade. She, she colored her hair like she meant it. They didn't mean it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh would it would it change your uh, opinion at all if I told you that uh Liv Morgan also has a blue tongue? No. Okay. I still don't give a shit. <laughs> uh I'm I'm a big fan of Liv Morgan. Uh she's the one with the pink hair again. Uh I like the Riot Squad as a faction. That's Liv Morgan. Uh, Sarah Logan, who you remember as Crazy yes. Mary Dobson, yes. and then uh, Ruby Riot, uh, who is also a staple in the Chicagoland area. Uh, I'd love to see Ruby Riot get it, or any member of the Riot Squad. I think they've been eating shit lately uh, in service of getting the uh, Ronda Rousey storyline over, and Ruby especially is a wonderfully impressive uh, performer. Um uh, Asuka had to drop the belt to Charlotte for some reason. Uh, and I, I think Asuka could use the win as well. Um, a lot of talented performers in here. I mean, you could make an argument for uh, Carmella's been on a good run. Naomi's been on a great run in the, in the past, but has kind of been sidelined. Just they have nothing to do with her. Um, could be a, could be a, a good win for anybody, really. Um, uh, all right, so you said, you said Nikki Cross? Yeah, or Asuka. Or Asuka. Um, I'd, I'd enjoy either one of them winning, or like I said, Ruby Riot, I think would be great, but, uh, because she had to drop the belt and they never know what else to do with her, and it's not like this... Battle Royal win means anything. I'm going to give it to Asuka. Because um, why not? Uh, up next is the Andre the Giant Men's Battle Royal. Here's the uh, the unfortunate thing. This match graphic is just a picture of Andre the Giant. Um, but people that you may know uh, who are in it, Colin Jost and Michael Che from Saturday Night Live Weekend Update are in this match. Oh, well, they're going to lose. And they have been feuding <laughs> with uh, Braun Strowman, who's that giant... What's WWE doing? <laughs> I ask myself that question very, like, very what's often. The, what's their goal? I don't understand. I don't, I don't know. Um, but yeah, so there's no, uh, there's no image there. Well, I mean, Andre didn't win because... Well, yes, on, on, Andre's Andre's not yeah, in it. It's he's, it's because he's dead, so he can't win. That's true. Rest in peace, Andre. Yeah. Um. Oh man, so who wins this? I don't know. No way, Jose. If you remember him, he's got oh, that he's, conga line. He's fun. Um. Who else that you he's might fun. recognize by name? Uh, Have but, we seen Apollo Cruz? Uh. Yeah. Yeah. I think he was yeah. in NXT when we went to the live show. Yeah. Um. He still doesn't have a gimmick. It's a shame. So he won't win then. Probably not. <laughs> um, if I had to give it to anyone, uh, I'm I'm going to give it to John Oliver, who's not announced for this match, but screw it. If they're throwing comedians who are saying things about WWE in there, uh, John Oliver from uh, last week tonight. Sure. Whatever. Um, all right. On to 
I don't know if this is pre-show or actual card, uh, but the Raw Tag Team Champions, uh, the Revival, are defending against Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder. Uh, that one is Zack Ryder. That one's Kurt Hawkins. Well, Kurt looks like a caveman. Uh, I don't know if that means he'd be good or not good. It can go either way, really. Okay. And this is Zack Ryder, you said? Yes. He looks too nice. <laughs> that has actually been his gimmick. Uh, he, for a while, his gimmick was he was the but, friend zone. But look at his traps. He does have good traps. <laughs> they all have good traps. Well, no, his are better than those three. That's fair. Um, but yeah, Zack Ryder, his gimmick was actually uh, his the girl that he was interested in mm-hmm. uh, friend zoned him to make out with John Cena. And uh, that was... That was a good run for Zack Ryder for a while but there. But the friend zone isn't a thing. It absolutely isn't a thing, but they scripted it to be a thing. It well, was a bad storytelling device, you, and Zack Ryder WWE, deserved what do you better. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> that is fair. So, based purely on match graphic, what do we... Uh, the revival. Because one, Zack Ryder looks too nice, and Kurt Hawkins look, looks, looks like he's a caveman. Okay. And that combination, I can't see beating the revival because they look like they're on the same page mm-hmm. but kurt hawkins and zach Ryder just like they don't make sense when i look at them <laughs> that is fair all right um i'm going to go with i'm actually going to go against you on that one i think uh hawkins and Ryder have a shot at this uh so the storyline has been kurt hawkins has been on a losing streak ever since he re-signed with wwe has not won a single match uh, has paired with his former tag partner, Zack Ryder. Oh, you have a thought. What no, is no, your no. thought? So they might win, and then that's yeah. how he'll get his girlfriend back out of the oh, she, friend she, zone. She's not there anymore. This was years you ago. You don't know. It's WWE. <laughs> she might come back. That's fair. No, actually, uh, he's he's doing quite well for himself. I believe he just got engaged to uh, Chelsea Green, who is uh, down in NXT currently. Um, so good for Zack Ryder. Well, then it's even better for W. It would make even more sense for them to bring the girlfriend back because that'd be even more drama. And WWE just <laughs> they do love <laughs> they do love their drama. They are some messy bitches. It's true. They are. Um, all right, I'm gonna give it to to Hawkins and Ryder, the former Edge heads. They used to be yeah they they used to follow Edge around as his little minions, um, and they love to give Zack Ryder a win and a, a a belt at WrestleMania and then have him lose it the next night and they forget about him all over again. So sorry, I foresee uh, similar to the Intercontinental win of a few years ago uh, for them. All right, uh, the Women's Tag Team Championships. Fatal four-way match uh, between the Boss and Hug Connection, the Divas of Doom, the Iconics, and uh, Tamina and Nia Jax. They don't have a name. I don't. Well, that's because they're not going to win. And if they do, WWE is very wrong. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, what is Nia Jax even? I don't know. Um, but I, I'm i biased towards Sasha and Bailey. Okay. I feel both of them inside me, like on a spiritual level. <laughs> <laughs> Where I'm a bitch sometimes, and then I'm also super nice. So you want to give all the hugs and all the shade? Yeah. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. So I, that's that's your... Mm-hmm. And the other two just are like, they're not memorable. Like, they look really like basic blonde girls and basic brunettes. I mean, look at those guns, though. Yeah, but look at the face. It's not memorable. It's just a blonde chick. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, that That is uh, Beth Phoenix and Natalia. Uh uh, being described as basic blonde chicks right there. Um, uh, Natalia is uh, uh, a, a legacy member, second or third generation in the, uh, the Hart family, uh, daughter of Jim the Anvil Neidhart. And uh, so it's, it's been a, a resurgence of uh, Beth Phoenix has just returned to in-ring competition, teaming with Natalia. Uh, they were both very active before the women's division really was doing things back when it was still the divas division. And they were the two, uh, with muscles and athletic ability and whatnot, uh, competing in a division largely comprised of models who had turned into wrestlers. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's been uh, a, a kind of heartwarming story seeing uh, uh, Beth Phoenix come out of retirement, team with her former friend. Um, the Iconics are absolutely crushing it. Uh, Peyton Royce and Billy Kay as uh, mean girls, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, they are just the the snotty, catty uh, troublemakers over on SmackDown. Um, Tamina and Nia Jax. Uh, I agree with that noise. Yeah, the yeah. I, the yeah. Um, there's nothing to say. <laughs> they're there to be. They're there to be the heels that you're not going to like. Like the Iconics, they are heels, but they are just weird enough and annoying enough that you start to like them after a while. No one's gonna boo uh, Natty and Beth Phoenix. No one's gonna boo Sasha and Bailey. So you need Nia and Tamina in there to boo and probably to pin. I hope mm-hmm. to pin. Well, no, the Iconics are probably the ones who are gonna get pinned. But uh, so you're settling Boston hug connection. Yes. I'm going to go with Boston Hug Connection as well. They just won the belts. Might as well keep them. Um, all right, moving on to the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. And uh, this is another fatal four-way uh, as the Usos defend against uh, The Bar, Sheamus and Cesaro, uh, Rusev and Shinsuke Nakamura, and uh, the the new uh, call-ups from NXT, Aleister Black and Ricochet, who had a... Uh, amazing match in NXT against the War Raiders uh, last night at TakeOver. Did not win the NXT titles. Have a shot at the Tag Team Championships uh, 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 for SmackDown tonight at WrestleMania. So just based on the graphic, and you know some of them, mm-hmm. but who's who's your pick? Well, first, Sheamus will not win. He looks sick. <laughs> He's just very pale. No, but his eyes, they just... He looks like he's seen something. <laughs> he looks very upset with something in his life. And I think it's going to distract him and he won't win. Okay. He just, something's going on. <laughs> he needs to see a therapist. I don't know. Okay. Um, well, Rusev and Chinsuke, though, that's, in my mind, that's a power couple. And they okay. could dominate. Okay. So I could see those two winning. Okay. And I also like Shinsuke because he gets my undercut thing. <laughs> that is true. Shinsuke rocking the impressive undercut. Uh, so is that your your pick is Rusev and Shinsuke? Yes. Okay. Um, I, I would love for the Usos to retain. I think they are, without question, possibly the best just straight-up pure tag team that WWE has had in modern times. Um, and since uh, doing the whole... Uso penitentiary thing and taking on that that um, uh, more vicious turn. Uh, I've really enjoyed their work as a team. I do love the bar. Sheamus and Cesaro are, are super fun, and you get the impression they really enjoy working together. I mean, Sheamus doesn't look like he likes it anymore. Well, <laughs> <laughs> he's just very Irish and very tired. Too tired to win. <laughs> fair, fair. Um... I will always enjoy Rusev and Shinsuke, but this is a classic pairing of two guys that WWE has no idea what to do with, even though in any other environment, those two are absolutely stars and they are just floundering, stuck in the tag division. Um, I could see them giving it to Aleister Black and Ricochet as the newcomers, um, who have just been impressing everybody. The, the tag match last night, probably match of the night on, on uh, TakeOver. And then, uh, you know, Aleister Black, huge upside. His gimmick is fantastic. His in-ring is fantastic. Uh, absolutely gets his deal. And they need new, darker, mystical characters uh, with Bray Wyatt being out and The Undertaker being, you know, at the end and Kane is a mayor, and all that. Uh, Ricochet being Aleister Black's partner. You know, I mentioned that Rusev and Shinsuke are just a put-together tag team. Feels very the same with Aleister Black and Ricochet, but Mm -hmm. they've been doing fantastic. Ricochet is one of the most incredible high flyers uh, that you could ever watch perform, and uh, so glad that, that he 
finally made it to the big stage, um, was crushing it on Lucha Underground, has always been crushing it on the indie scene. Uh, so I could see them giving it to uh, Black and Ricochet. So yeah, I'll say Alistair Black and Ricochet. Why not? All right, up next, the Intercontinental Championship. Uh, champion Bobby Lashley defending against the demon Finn Balor. I don't know. Um, see, I know Finn Balor is a really good wrestler, mm-hmm. but when he does the demon gimmick, I don't. it feels like it's just being showy with what he looks like instead of his in-ring performance. Okay. So I don't know. Would it uh, change things for you any if I said the Demon is undefeated on the main roster? He loses his Finn Balor without the Demon gimmick, Mm -hmm. but he's never lost as the Demon. Maybe he'll lose tonight. Okay. Brave Brave prediction, siding with uh, Bobby Lashley, the the champion, to retain. Um, I'm going to give it to Finn Balor. I mean, the Demon gimmick, it moves merchandise. Bobby Lashley has been just kind of hanging around. Not that they really know what they're doing with Finn Balor either. Um, Dude can be so over, and they just have nothing to do with him. Um, This is the definition of a mid-card feud. Uh, But yeah, I'm going to give it to Balor. They, They should do something with him. All right, up next, United States Championship, Samoa Joe versus Rey Mysterio. Hmm. Well, I really like Samoa Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> Joe might also, to be fair. I was going to say, it looks like he might be full of those. Maybe, I don't know. But then I do like Rey Mysterio. Okay. He's a very talented wrestler. So... I don't know. It looks like Samoa Joe just might be slowed down by all those cookies he ate. Oh. So I don't. I, hey, I do we, the same too. So I get it. I'm not judging. <laughs> I we, no, we are absolutely fat shaming Samoa Joe right now. And <laughs> no, it looks what? <laughs> what? Uh, no, for all I know, Rey Mysterio and Samoa Joe shared cookies backstage. Fair, fair. Like it just looks like he wants to relax. He doesn't look like, his face doesn't look like he's fully committed to his scowl even. Okay. You know? So just everything going on right there tells me Rey Mysterio. Okay. <laughs> so the prediction is Rey Mysterio to walk away with the U.S. championship. Um, I've, I've been so glad to see Rey Mysterio back. And after cutting a bunch of weight, you know, he's not as, as built as he was, but he's moving so much better as a result of it. Uh, his matches with Andrade have been fantastic. Um, the the four-way uh, thing between Samoa Joe, Rey Mysterio, Andrade, and R-Truth has been delightfully entertaining. I kind of wish all four of those guys were still in this match, but there's so many fatal four-ways going on uh, at WrestleMania, so I, I guess I get why they didn't want to do that. Uh, plus, they need more guys for the Andre Battle Royal. Um Samoa Joe is... He doesn't look excited. Look at that face. (laughs) Well, he's just kind of a prick. That's kind of his gimmick, is he's just a prick. Samoa Joe is the the consummate... uh, You look at him and you go, that guy's not a wrestler. And then you see him wrestle and you go, oh, that guy's one of the best wrestlers. Uh, He is towards the... One would imagine the end of his career. He's been doing it forever. Um, glad he's, he's, you know, getting a, a big match at Mania and especially one against Rey Mysterio. Uh, I still want to see Joe versus Cena at some point. Um, and I think the only way for that to happen might be for Joe to retain the title. Uh, that said, oh, I'd also love to see Rey Mysterio win it and then drop it to Andrade. <sighs> you know what? I'm going to go with Joe to retain because... If we're going to have a lot of a lot of babies winning, we got to have some heels winning, so I'm going to give it to Joe. Well, and if it's Joe versus Cena at some point, mm. Joe better win that. Versus Cena? Oh, hell yeah. Are we not a Cena fan? Uh-uh. Really? Pretty boy. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen him since he started growing out his hair? It's not pretty. Yeah, he still has just the essence of pretty boy, and I hate him. 
Fair enough. Joe could beat the shit out of him. <laughs> okay. All right, retirement match. Kurt Angle versus Baron Corbin. This is, uh, it's not if Angle loses, he retires. This is just straight up. This is the end of Kurt Angle's in-ring com- uh, career. This is his retirement. Oh, well, then he won't win. Will he? Or I don't know. Maybe he'll win just because they want, I don't, how do they feel about Kurt Angle? Oh, he's a WWE Hall of Famer, a gold medalist in the Olympics. Uh, was one of their hottest commodities for a long time. Um, so I, I think they like Kurt Angle. Well, then they're probably going to let him win. <laughs> <laughs> any, any thoughts on Baron Corbin based on this image? He looks like a douche. <laughs> that is fair. Uh, Corbin dressed in his I am a server at Friday's best. Um, Ooh, he could serve me some burgers. <laughs> <laughs> um. There's been a lot of backlash uh, when Corbin was announced as Kurt Angle's uh, opponent for the retirement match. Uh, a lot of people find Corbin very boring. Um, I mean, if he had a burger in his hand, though, I'd talk oh, to him. Oh, can you see him wrestling with the serving tray? That's what I'm saying. That would be impressive. And that could be like... I could come around on that. What if it was like a street fight and he used the serving tray as a weapon? Well, he'd have to. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Like throwing it like a disc. Yeah. Hell yeah. There we go. Corbin, we're uh, uh, adding some addendums to your gimmick. Um, you are the TGI Friday server. Yeah. <laughs> Need more flair on that vest, though. Yeah. We... More more pins, more patches, more buttons. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we'll get there. Committed. We'll get there. Uh, uh, I think the heat on Corbin is fantastic right now. I wish his in-ring could necessarily capitalize on that. Uh, Kurt Angle has also definitely lost a step or two. I mean, Kurt, for the longest time, was possibly the best in the ring. Um, But there's a reason he's retiring. It's time. His neck is bad. His joints are bad. He's older. There's been a lot of wear and tear. Um, I'm, I'm glad he gets his one last match. Uh, a lot of people actually thought Cena would be uh, his opponent, given the fact that Cena debuted against Kurt Angle when John Cena first came into WWE. So, you know, I could easily see... I I could see... Oh, hello. Uh, our cat Kobe has come to join the podcast. Hi, Kobe. Um, Kobe, any predictions? She wants wet food to win everything. She, she wants wet food. Okay. Um, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say typically on a match like this, uh, they will have the person who's going to be around win. Um, but I, I could see them giving Angle a nice out. Uh, so, yeah. You know what? Uh, Corbin's going to have heat anyway because fans love to hate him. So, yeah. We'll go with uh, Kurt Angle to win this one. All right, next match. Falls Count Anywhere, Miz versus Shane. Falls Count Anywhere? Yes. Oh, so you can get pinned outside the ring? You can get pinned outside the ring. Uh, it's, it's, they can, yeah, basically just go and anything goes. Is the Miz still a douchebag? I mean, he looks like one. <laughs> he does look like one. That's just kind of his, his resting face. And remind me about Shane. I know that name. So Shane McMahon uh, is the son of Vince McMahon, owner of the company. So he's entitled, okay. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, he's kind of the rich boy. That's kind yeah. of his deal. He looks like it. He even has a shirt with his name on it. What the hell's that? I mean, most wrestlers wear shirts but, with their names on them. But he just... <laughs> Look at him. Look at his face. He's just looking at the camera. He doesn't even know what to do with himself. Hmm. All right, so I will give you some context for this. Or do you want to make a prediction now? Miz. Miz? Okay. Yeah, look at Shane. He's just staring at the camera. He doesn't even, like, pose. It is not a great graphic. It's not. He's just standing there with a shirt with his name on it looking like, look at me. It is kind of like a am standing at the DMV kind of a picture. It really is. Yeah. It could be his driver's license picture. It's just... (laughs) It's not flattering. It's not a good look. Yeah. Um, So for context, this matchup, Miz and Shane, uh, 
They were a tag team for a while. Miz had to like, Miz turned baby to make Shane be his tag team partner so they could be the best tag team in the world. There was a whole lot of convoluted nonsense before that. It sounds like they're codependent. The the big, (laughs) here's the big issue in the storyline. They were both doing it to impress their respective daddies. I can't decide that's hot (laughs) (laughs) or just depressing or both. Well, it definitely so who, ended up being who, more depressing. Who impressed their daddy more? Uh, well, Vince never showed up for the storyline, so probably Miz. Well, the Miz should, like I said, he should win. Um, Shane See? turned on the Miz after they lost the tag titles. Is his ass a dollar sign? Scumbag. Oh, yes, it is. Yeah, it totally is. Well, you, you mentioned, so you mentioned the, the shirts. And what's funny is when they were a tag team... Miz wore a shirt that said Miz and Mac, like Miz and Mac Man. Mm-hmm. Shane only ever wore the Shane O'Mac shirt. Uh, so Miz was way more about the tag team than Shane was. And, uh, so Shane, Shane, Shane's going to lose. Shane should lose. Shane, he gets his WrestleMania match because apparently Shane always gets a WrestleMania match. And, well, of course, because uh, he's a little entitled boy. Like, it's he's, he's in his 40s or 50s. Who in their 40s or 50s looks at a camera like that and dresses like that and tries to impress their daddy? Valid point. So Shane is a little boy and Shane is going to get... That's not a man. Shane is going to get whooped by the Miz. Mm-hmm. Over, under, on, will Shane jump off anything high? Yes, Shane will jump off something that is high. That's what he does. Of course. <laughs> uh, up next, Randy Orton versus AJ Styles. No stipulations or anything. It's just a match. It's just a match. Just a match. They both look equally smug. Okay. So smug can't be the determining factor. No. Hmm. I mean, does AJ, like, tie his hair up or does it get in his face? Uh, he does not tie it up. Because I know when I'm working out, I don't tie my hair up. It gets in my face. I don't know what I'm doing. Maybe he'll, he'll fuck up. Maybe his <laughs> hair is just his demise. And then Randy Orton is going to inspire him to bust his head. But also, I think he would look really bad without the hair. AJ? Yeah. He's had short hair before. It couldn't be as short as Randy Orton's, though. Um... I think it might have been at some point, but that's that was also, back in his TNA also, wrestling days. The hair distinguishes him is not just like another white guy. There are a lot of bald and white guys. And he also doesn't have the ramen noodle hair. That's fair. Shout out to so, Dolph Ziggler. So, AJ keeps the hair, but the hair is his downfall. Okay. So, AJ, uh, his, his uh, Samson-like locks are uh, going to be his... Downfall, as opposed to shaving them. They're being really his downfall. pretty, though. They are. He, he gets it, good hair of his hair. Yeah, it's it's good that he finally got to the point. He used to have mom hair. Oh, I could see like that. Like before it grew out. I could see him uh, being a pretty mom. <laughs> if he just shaved the beard, and if he could have a beard and be a mom, who gives a shit? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So AJ's a mom. So AJ is a mom, and Randy Orton is winning. Well, and then if AJ's the mom, then Randy looks like the dad who's not present in anyone's life. (laughs) (laughs) So that means that Randy doesn't care, and AJ cares too much, so that's also why Randy's going to win. Because he doesn't care about hurting his wife. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Look at him. You can't say, like, look at his face. Look at this picture they took of him. You're not wrong. You are not wrong. Look at that. Uh, Randy Orton is a true-to-life piece of shit, uh, by all accounts. And uh, this is a battle between two backwoods redneck motherfuckers. And uh, uh, Orton, uh, AJ, it could either be a great match or a terrible match. It depends on whether Randy Orton gives a fuck. Because when he does, he can have a a good match. Oh, cat, no, you cannot stand on She wants to help. Uh, She loves you. I know. You're a great kitty. You cannot help with podcasting. Not right now. Oh, Jesus. She said that she's going to beat them all because she's a bad bitch. It's true. All right. There we go. Okay. So, uh, so your pick, uh, bad daddy Randy Orton is going to beat up mommy AJ Styles. Yeah. Oh, that's so fun because AJ and his kids and his family were a big part of a story between him and Samoa Joe earlier this year. Hey. And Randy Orton used to 
take shits in women's bags. So I'm I'm right. So you're right. You you got a very accurate read on these two individuals. Um, <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna give it to uh, Orton. Fuck it. Yeah, I I don't. He doesn't care about people's feelings. Yeah, and I I don't in, in real life or in wrestling life. It's, obviously, it's true. Um. All right, Roman Reigns oh, versus Drew McIntyre. Ramen noodle hair. Was Roman Reigns the one? Is he the one that had cancer? No, that's someone yes. else. Oh, yeah, okay. he is. This is his uh, his first mania since returning from uh, the uh, le- leukemia, I believe it was. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Roman Reigns is back, and Drew McIntyre is his opponent. All right. So just knowing that Roman came back from treatment, mm-hmm. I could see WWE doing this one or two ways. Okay. Either. They're like, oh, let's make this an inspirational story, which, okay, like, whatever. And they're, he's going to win. And it's yeah. going to be so inspiring. Or he's going to be weak because he came back from treatment and he's going to lose. Okay. So I can see it going either way. And plus, if he loses now because he's recovering still, mm-hmm. it still wouldn't make him look bad. Okay. That's fair. Any thoughts on Drew McIntyre? Uh, he looks like he should be on, a, like, a motorcycle. Okay. It's just the leather, I think, and just that he looks very stoic. Okay. I don't know. Uh, so Drew McIntyre, the the uh, Scottish psychopath, um, one of the few people who, uh, when when put in front of Roman Reigns, makes Roman look small. You can't tell in this graphic, but Drew McIntyre is a giant, um, and. Uh, hasn't really been doing much. Um, you know, he's he's around and he's destroying people, but he hasn't really been much in title pictures or anything like that. He's even served as kind of a lackey to... Uh, um, oh, God, we were just talking about his Friday's waiter-looking ass. Baron oh, Corbin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley were part of Baron Corbin's little deal. So they all should be deal. a stable, and they all should be waiters. <laughs> oh, don't wish that on talent like Drew McIntyre. He'd be the tallest waiter ever. He he would be a very tall Imagine waiter. how many plates he can carry. That is a big wingspan. You could balance a lot of plates. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Um, it is Roman's return. Uh, if they want to position Roman for, you know... Big things going forward. I could see them uh, wanting to give him the win. But uh, Drew McIntyre could easily be a top heel uh, in the company. And they need more of those. uh, Because, you know, uh, Brock Lesnar isn't really around. And Baron Corbin is incredibly boring. And things of that nature. So if they want to position Drew to be a next up top of the line guy... Uh, I I think you got to give him the win here. No holds barred match. Triple H versus Batista. If Batista wins, Triple H must retire. So then, what happens if Triple H wins? Nothing. Well, then that's who's gonna win. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Could you see them? I don't know what's going on in the stories right now, but could you see them getting rid of Triple H right now? Well, I mean, he'll always be around. He's one of the main executives in the company. It just means he wouldn't wrestle anymore. Still, though. Okay. I still think he would win. I don't think WWE is going to do that right now. Fair. Uh, so the the story going into this... Yes, Batista has impressive traps. Uh, Batista likely not having to deal with the wellness policy because he's not a full-time wrestler. He is an actor who is just coming back for a match. Um, oh, well, yeah, the Triple H is winning. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, unless WWE is really that dumb, but who knows? <laughs> well, and there is something to be said about Batista as a big star coming to WrestleMania. You know, he's been having... Uh, the run of the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, True. the Avengers now, Endgame is just around the corner. Uh, he's also been crushing it with, uh, you know, he was in that Blade Runner, he was in Hotel Artemis. 
Batista really carving out a, a solid niche in Hollywood. True. Um, which, I said Batista carving out the niche, right? Correct. Because Triple H tried, but the chaperone was hot garbage. Sorry, <laughs> Triple H. You were fun in Blade 3, though. Um, but, uh, yeah, Batista doing a great job as a, a character actor, which is fantastic to see. You know, he's not the the, the superstar of, like, The Rock. Um, but he's he's doing really fun things. Um, it's, I'm glad to see him back. I always liked Big Dave. I especially like him when he's a heel and when he's a douchebag, uh, with his skinny jeans and his tiny glasses and his douchebag cap. Um, I, I, I'd be delighted if Batista won. Uh, Triple H probably will, but then again, you know, he did have that, uh, pec tear after his match in Saudi Arabia, so maybe injuries are starting to get to Triple H and he wants to, you know, call it a day. Mm-hmm. That said, we also know that when it comes to wrestlers and their retirements, no one ever really retires. The money was right and Shawn Michaels came out of retirement. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was the one that was going to stick. So, mm-hmm. you know, maybe Triple H retires. I don't know. I don't care. Whatever. It'll be fun. I'm just here to see Big Dave. All right. Next matchup is the... WWE Championship, that is the one that is uh, featured on SmackDown, and it is champion Daniel Bryan, the planet's champion Daniel Bryan, uh, versus Kofi Kingston of New Day. I want them both to win, just hug, and they share. (laughs) I like them both. Okay, okay. And I feel like Daniel Bryan, you know, with his whole gimmick and everything, he'd be that like, oh, I love everyone, let's share Oh, but he's such a prick, though. He's, oh, is he a prick like, now? Like he's he's yeah he uh, he's turned heel, and his oh, whole he thing now them. yeah okay. his whole thing now is he is every vegan that you hate, and every oh. like pita person that you hate, and every like neoliberal uh, con- uh, conservationist that you hate, who like lectures and talks down to you and is super condescending. That's his gimmick now. What's the belt made out of? Uh, hemp and wood, mm. which is fantastic. I fucking <laughs> love it. Why that replica is not for sale, I do. Well, probably because it's way too fucking expensive. Yeah. Um, but it is delightful. I I love it. Hmm. Uh, and then Kofi, as you know, of the new day. Yes. Huh. I could see it going either way, and just based on looks, I don't know. Well, is Daniel Bryan actually playing that he's an actual vegan? I mean, he, in real life, uh, is, is a vegan. Oh. Is that why he's, like, smaller? He, he's actually fairly jacked. <laughs> is he? Yeah. He just doesn't have... They, they make... He just ev- doesn't have Batista's traps. Well, yeah, no. Anyone compared to Batista's tiny. Yeah. Uh, hmm. I'm not sure on this one. Okay. All right, well, then let's give a little context. So I told you Daniel Bryan's current... Uh, persona and attitude and everything uh Kofi Kingston the way that he wound up in this position is incredible so for a while Daniel Bryan was kind of feuding with uh formerly Mustafa Ali now just Ali because Mm -hmm. WWE loves to take people's first names or last names away uh shout out to Big E formerly Langston uh of New Day um But yeah, so it was Ali feuding with Daniel Bryan, and then Ali got injured, and there was a big match coming up, and they plugged Kofi Kingston in, in Ali's place, and Kofi Kingston had a series of matches that reminded people just how fucking good he is. Mm. Uh, He's been in the company for like 11 years, um, and, you know, has been having a great run with the the fun element of of, uh, the New Day as a stable, Um, but it's been enough that people kind of forgot that, oh, Kofi can go. And Kofi is looking the best he's looked as a singles competitor since probably his feud with Randy Orton, however the fuck long ago that was. Um, what would also be monumental about this is if Kofi Kingston wins, he will be the first ever black WWE champion. So... What you're telling me, what I would predict happening if WWE made sense yes. would be Kofi would win. Okay. But WWE just 
you know, they're doing what they're doing right now. So that means Daniel Bryan's going to win. <laughs> so you're going with Daniel. You fuck <laughs> the fans. Daniel Bryan wins. Well, I mean, I usually feel like if I make a decision based on what would be logical, WWE yeah. goes the other way. <laughs> <laughs> That is not an invalid perspective to have. So that's how I'm viewing this. Like, if I think logically it makes sense for Kofi to win, it means WWE will choose Daniel Bryan. Okay. So Daniel Bryan, final prediction. Sure. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb. I've mentioned uh, earlier, you know, some heels have to win. Like I said, Samoa Joe should win. Um, you know, uh, things of that nature. This, if ever there were an opportunity to give the fans what they want this would be the right time to do it. Uh, you know, especially with all the negative press that WWE has been getting. I mentioned John Oliver uh, had a, a WWE segment all about how they're, they have no health care and no real benefits and uh, stuff of that nature, and they all die young. Plus, WWE having bad press due to the Saudi Arabia relationship and their ratings not being the best and things of that nature. If ever there were a time to just say, this is what the fans want, fuck it, we're going to give it to them, this might be that time. So I'm going to go ahead and say Kofi finally gets the belt, and uh, New, New Day, uh, as a faction, has a uh, champion, uh, a singles champion in the, in the fold. Which, again, that's what I would like to happen, but... Yeah. As WWE you're, does. You're not giving them the benefit of the doubt on I this I am not. One. Okay. They've just, they, have a, they don't have a good track record. <laughs> you're not wrong. All right. Uh, up next, the Universal Championship. Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins. Did they test Brock Lesnar for drugs? <laughs> well, I, uh, to or my they, understanding... Or do they not care? I don't remember if WWE cares. Uh, to, to my understanding, I think he is in training for a, a UFC fight as well. So but that he's, doesn't really mean he's being, he's being He's being watched. He's being okay. regulated. I was going to say, that doesn't um, mean much. We'll, we'll see what state of Brock Lesnar we get, whether he's the slightly doughier Brock Lesnar or, <laughs> or the jacked Brock Lesnar. I mean, either way, even when he's... He's a powerhouse, he, though. Yeah, even when he's off the gas, he is still one of the most frightening human beings I've ever seen. Uh, that that is a legit, frightening, frightening human being. No one should be as big and strong and quick and agile as a Brock Lesnar is. And, you know, I, I like to, uh, a lot of people like to give Brock a lot of heat because he's not a regular performer, which means the title is not regularly defended, which means storylines always have to be built without him present. Um, but he comes out for WrestleMania season and uh, usually puts forth good matches, especially against smaller, more agile competitors. His matches against AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan and Finn Balor have all been fantastic. And Seth Rollins is a guy who can go at that same level, if not better. Um, they've had great chemistry in the past. And uh, so I, I think this could be a hell of a matchup. Uh, so, hearing what you're saying and hearing that Brock typically only comes out for these bigger events like WrestleMania. Yeah, not a full-timer. I almost would see him then keeping the belt. Because okay. Because they want a reason to bring him out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. he's definitely a draw, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's hard to say who is and who isn't a draw at this point, especially when it comes to... He's a, he's a name, I should say. He is a name. That people outside of WWE would know yes. from UFC. Yeah. Which could draw more people to watch. And he's still present in UFC uh, and really only left UFC because of a medical issue, not because he repeatedly got his ass handed to him and then couldn't hack it and got really sad and the entire division got way more talented uh, <laughs> since he left Oh, shit, I'm sorry. I'm talking about another match that we're going to get into later, <laughs> Rhonda. Um, but, yeah, so Brock is a Brock is, is uh, a um, special attraction. Exactly, and that's why I think he'll retain the belt. And you know what? I think he might as well. Uh, I, especially if we're talking about, you know, Kofi winning, uh, 
I think if they're going to keep a belt on someone, Brock is a safe bet. Uh, Rollins puts forth great matches. Is he the guy? He's incredibly talented, very charismatic, but so much better as a heel. Uh, this babyface run, he it lacks something. Uh, that there is a, a spark that's not there. Um, you know what, Seth? Put the blonde streak back in your hair. See if that helps. <laughs> I think it would. He does just kind of look like yet another bearded, long hair, that's all jacked I'm, that's guy. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm yeah. saying. AJ Styles yeah. with his smooth hair yeah. that he takes good care of and isn't like a ramen noodle. He stands out. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Uh, shout out to straight hair. Nothing against like the ramen hair. No, Just, I, it's so oversaturated in yes. WWE. Elias will be a special musical feature. Uh, speaking of guys with stringy ramen hair, greasy, uh, and beards. Um, but I love Elias. Elias is great. Elias should be doing much better things than he currently is. Uh, but anyway, all right, on to the main event, the final match of the card, the first ever women's main event at WrestleMania. Uh, Charlotte, the SmackDown Women's Champion, Becky or er, uh, Ronda Rousey, the Raw Women's Champion, and Becky Lynch, who is currently not a champion. Um, just based on the graph, I mean, you know all of these people, but I do. Uh, what what are your thoughts? Well, definitely not Ronda, but it's also because I just hate her as a human being. <laughs> that is valid. Um, and look at that face. Like, what is that? <laughs> What is that? A decade plus of media training and she's still not good at talking or taking pictures or posing or promos. And also who decides <sighs> to do her hair like that? That's like UFC style like. Well, and Is that kind of just her gimmick going Yeah, here? she okay. she is still despite the fact that like I said couldn't really hack in UFC. Everyone's way more talented than her there now. That's why she'd never go back. She can't handle losing. She's kind of a crybaby. She's a horrible turf. And a nightmare of a but human being. But she's still holding on to UFC dreams with her hair in yes. WWE. Yes, she has, uh, to my understanding, she has her own hair and makeup team. Oh. Just hers. And they don't know what they're doing. More and more reasons to hate her. Yeah. But look how hot Charlotte looks. Charlotte looks good. Look at that, like, wind action in her hair. Yes, they're, they're, they're definitely giving her the treatment. They are. Well, and I just love Becky Lynch and her whole gimmick being the man, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, and this match, winner takes all. So whoever wins walks out with both titles. Well, and just knowing how much everyone's been loving on Becky Lynch, mm-hmm. I really think that she would win this. Okay. And plus, that would be a huge change in who has the belts. Yeah. And then Rhonda can do her whiny thing. Okay. So your prediction... Because that's what she's so good at. She's very good at whining. <laughs> yes, she is. They need to capitalize on what she's good at in WWE. Yeah. So your final prediction, Becky Lynch. Yes. Okay. Um, I... Uh, I want Becky to win. Um, I don't... Originally, before they announced the winner takes all, winner gets both belts, I thought for sure Becky wins the Raw title, Charlotte is the SmackDown champion. Bailey and uh, uh, Sasha are the tag champs, and we would end WrestleMania with all four of the four horsewomen standing in the ring together, and that would be the end of the show. Like, what a great mm-hmm. image that would be. Right. But then they went ahead and said, winner takes all, uh, so whoever wins gets both the Raw and SmackDown women's titles. And uh, that changes that a little bit. Um I know that they love Charlotte. Because mm-hmm. why else would they have had her just suddenly win the belt off Asuka with no uh, uh, build-up or anything right. just to go into this match? This match didn't need a second title. So, I mean, it's it's obvious they're looking to uh, have the division float between Raw and SmackDown uh, as opposed to, or at least have the champion float between Raw and SmackDown, as opposed mm-hmm. to each brand having their own champion. Unless there is a potential for fuckery in which both Becky and Charlotte pin Ronda. Ronda gets to walk away saying, it took two women to pin me, I didn't lose, whatever, whatever. And Ronda can go fuck off and have babies with her abusive 
piece of shit boyfriend or husband, whatever the hell he is. And then Becky can have one title, Charlotte can have a title, and everybody's happy. Or uh, Becky could win it all. Mm-hmm. Because that's been the storyline for WrestleMania. Really the storyline for WrestleMania. The main story that they have built this entire thing around is Becky going after Ronda. Right. Um, That having been said, they do really, really love Charlotte. And what a... What a heat magnet it would be. Because Charlotte does her best work as a heel, is currently doing her best work as a heel. And what would get her more heat than walking out with both titles? True. Um, That said, you know, I I said if ever there were a time to give the fans what they want, this is the time to do it. So I'm going to say Becky wins uh, because it's it's time. Uh, Mm -hmm. She has been the most on fire. She's the number one merch seller for WWE right now. Um, and to be fair, WWE's merch right now is fucking hot garbage. Y'all hire actual like clothing designers to design your merch. You've got the same people doing your match graphics who are doing your video production, who are doing your t-shirt design. Like you're a multi-billion dollar company. You've got all that Saudi blood money. Hire t-shirt designers for fuck's sake. Like do better. Um, anyway. Yeah, uh, give it to Becky. The man deserves mm-hmm. it. She has she been on a tear. Um, so, yeah, final prediction, Becky? Yes. All right, there you have it. Final prediction, Becky. Uh, all right, that is uh, all of the matches. Are you going to be watching? I am going to be going to bed early because my spring break is over. I have to go back to school. All right, so you <laughs> so will not no. be watching the 12 and a half hour extravaganza that is WrestleMania. But you will fill me in after you watch it. I will absolutely fill you in. Um, so that's it. That is uh, the the WrestleMania preview and predictions. Uh, hot WrestleMania. And uh, uh, yeah, that's, that's about it. If you want to watch uh, with me and other members of Kaiju Attack Wrestling, we will be at Overtime Bacon Bar in Lombard. Uh, just tell them that you're there for Kaiju Attack Wrestling. And uh, otherwise, hope you enjoyed this. Uh, let us know if this is a feature you want to see more of in the future. And uh, thank you, Kayla, for coming on and being the first ever guest on the Trash Fire of Talk podcast. How's it feel to be a groundbreaker? It's okay. That's, that's <laughs> about the right response. All right, we're going to go to a break. I'll be back with your uh, recommendations and your tarot pull. And I'll see you after the break. All right. Welcome back. And now it is time for your recommendations. All right. First off, we're looking at a, a track from 2015. Going to be your older track. Uh, I know it doesn't feel that old, but that's four years ago, y'all. Um, and uh, the track is A Rope for Mary off the album Witches by One-Eyed Doll. A uh, huge fan of this band. Um, both personally and uh musically uh they are all over the place in terms of genre one of the most fun live performances you've ever seen kimberly and jason are the nicest people and uh yeah the whole witches album is an absolute banger plus if you know me you know i love all things witchy so just right up my alley uh, a concept album based on like the the salem witch trials um there's a track called more weight which if you look up the the history of that uh, track and and the phrase more weight and its relation to the the Salem witch trials, I don't want to spoil it for you. Just go look it up. It's it's fucking wild. Um, all right, newer track, uh, a band that I've actually seen with One Eyed Doll uh, live before. Uh, new Year's Day dropped a new single, uh, Come for Me. Uh, that's a a banger of a track. Um, uh, that's another band that has been, uh, experimenting with, with a lot of genres and, and, uh, you know, trying out different sounds and stuff like that. So, I mean, they're awesome, huge fan of theirs. Uh, Ash, uh, Costello, the, the vocalist also just a super nice person. Um, 
And that's always, isn't that always great when, when you like meet someone from a band and they're super cool and they're super chill, uh, nice to everybody, like very welcoming. That's always great. I always, I always appreciate that. Um, I've seen both of those bands with some other bands that are, uh, not going to be named, but are a little colder. And, uh, so it's so, so nice and, and, and welcoming when people are just like, yeah, come be a fan, come hang out. Like we want you here. We wouldn't be here without you. That's, that's an awesome kind of scene. And I dig that. So yeah, uh, check out one Eye doll, check out new year's day, both killer bands. Um, all right. On to television. Uh, I know I shouted it out in an earlier episode. If you missed it, I was talking about the show now apocalypse, uh, which is on stars, um, 10 episodes, half hour each, uh, five hour binge, uh, which you can do if you have the stars app, uh, which I, I recommend it. It's like nine bucks. You can watch now apocalypse. You can watch American gods. They have a whole bunch of other shows that look really good that I haven't just haven't had the time, uh, plus movies and everything else. Like I, I am more than happy with the the nine bucks a month or whatever it is I'm paying for that. It's been worth it. Uh, so I finished season one of Now Apocalypse. They better get a season two because holy shit, there is so much left wide open. Um, uh, Greg Araki, I hope I'm saying his name correctly, the the writer, director, etc. Um, also did like Nowhere, Doom Generation, Mysterious Skin, uh, a whole bunch of other stuff. Totally, totally killer director. Uh, love the visual style. This show's been fantastic. So stylized and so uh, colorful and vibrant. And the characters are wild and the, the plot is wild. Um, not safe for work. There's a lot of fucking in it. I'm just going to warn y'all uh, that right off the bat. Um, but fun show, super fun show. I really hope they get a season two. And speaking of season twos, now I get to start the chilling adventures of Sabrina season two. Uh, season one was fantastic. I really enjoyed it. It was the right mix of uh, dark and playful and uh, another one where the characters are super fun. The relationships are, are fun to explore. Um, way darker. If if you are turned off at the idea of Sabrina the Teenage Witch because you're thinking Melissa Joan Hart, uh, that ain't this. Like The Dark Lord is a a central figure. Um, and it, it takes the idea of witches back to the, the, uh, idea of, um, witches being like brides of Satan, brides of the devil, whatever, uh, and, and that whole kind of to do. Um, so yeah, really fun show. It pissed off, uh, Christians and it pissed off Satanists and it pissed off so many people. So it's gotta be doing something right. You know, I love that. Uh, so yeah. Uh, looking forward to season two. If it's anywhere near as good as season one, I'm sure it'll be a fun ride. I'll update y'all when I get to that. Uh, all right, next thing. Now it is time, uh, speaking of witchiness, for your tarot pull. And uh, I am pulling from the, the Neon Nightmare tarot deck right now uh, by uh, 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 Glittergore Art, Miss Kitty Kush. Uh, you can find all that on, on the Instagram. Just search Neon Nightmare Tarot. Uh, you'll, you'll find all the, all the things. It's a killer deck. It's a mix of like horror iconography and Lisa Frank style graphics. It's real fun. Totally my aesthetic. And all right, let's see. Here we go. And Ooh, this is a fun one. The hermit, uh, represented on this card by Nosferatu, which you got to you got to dig that old school, old school vampire. Uh, Hermit is a card that is all about um, alone time. I mean, it, it's right there in the name. And, you know, we, we live in a, a culture where being alone is thought of as a very negative thing. And it, it's not always. Sometimes you've got to disconnect. You've got to uh, focus on introspection. You've got to, you know, get in your mind a little bit and... and uh, uh, work some things out or, or just spend some time with yourself. Maybe you need to, uh, write, maybe you need to draw, maybe you need to paint, maybe you need to, uh, 
play an instrument. Maybe you just need to sit. Maybe you just need to decompress, read a good book, binge a a TV series. Um, But spend some time with yourself. Take yourself out on a date. Uh, I'm a huge fan of, you know, going out to dinner and taking myself out to a movie on my own because that can be a very fulfilling, solitary experience, you know. Um, Or the weather is turning. It's almost time for me to start my night walks again. Uh, I realize I, I... you know, talk about walking alone at night. That's a very privileged position. I recognize that completely. Um, that said, if you live in my neck of the woods uh, and you ever want to go on a night walk, I realize that undoes the solitary element of it. But whatever, we can both have headphones in and you could just walk in the safety of knowing there is another person there with you. Because um, I, I know that that is a privilege that I enjoy looking the way I do. Uh that not everyone gets to partake in. But there's there's something very uh, rewarding, very fulfilling about walking under uh, moonlight for me. I'm, I'm a big fan of the moon. I'll talk about the moon in a future episode, I'm sure. All right, uh, back to the hermit. Hermit's important. Here's the thing. Uh, social media is a monster uh, when it comes to the hermit because of FOMO, fear of missing out. You get caught up in the news feeds. You see what everyone else is doing and you, you want to be doing the things. You feel like you're supposed to be doing the things. So if you need to disconnect from social media for a bit to go into hermit mode, by all means, turn off the notifications, turn off the ringer and just, you know, fucking chill and uh, do whatever it is that you need to be doing. That's what the hermit's about. That's the card we pulled. That's the message for today. Um, all right. So that wraps up the show, man. This was wild. This was fun. I hope you all had fun. Uh, I hope you all enjoyed it. Enjoy WrestleMania. Uh, If if you're watching it, if you're not, cool, fine, whatever. Uh, If you're in my neck of the woods, Kaiju Attack Wrestling uh, is going to be at Overtime Bacon Bar in Villa Park. Uh, They're doing a WrestleMania thing, and we're all going to be there hanging out, uh, doing the thing. Um, you know, promoting our upcoming shows. Uh, I'll talk more about those as the, as they approach. Uh, so yeah, um, check out Kaiju Attack Wrestling on all the socials. And while we're talking about the socials, connect to me on all the socials if you've yet to do so. I am at Skits Jones at pretty much everything. Uh, if you have anything you want uh, to say or you want to ask a question or you want me to review something or whatever, uh, you can email me at skitsmjones at gmail.com. Uh, I have a website, skitsjones.com. But, uh, any web designers out there, I need help. I really do. Uh, so maybe I shouldn't plug the website right now. That's fine. Check me out on Instagram. That's where I'm really active. That's where I'm doing the things. Uh, you know, or if you want to Venmo me at Skits Jones, you can feel free to do that too. help support the podcast. Um, all right. Thank you all, uh, for listening and entertaining me, uh, uh, and, uh, hopefully I've entertained you in return. Uh, thanks to Kayla for coming on and talking about WrestleMania with me and we will see you all, uh, next week. All right. Uh, as always keep that trash fire burning. Greetings and salutations, blah, 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 Trash Fire of Talk podcast, special guest, this is Kayla. Hey. Say something. Oh, wait, do I have to introduce myself? No, I'm just sound checking. <laughs> hey, so like, I like Snickers, and there's Snickers in every picture here, and also Andre the Giant is dead, and, um... Too soon. It's really not. Uh, uh-huh.